eighth sign or 195th sign is the death of Hakim Hafiz Muhammad Din, which took place after a Mupahila. The details of this entail a person, resident of Mozanankar near the Kahna railway station in the district of Lahore, who had employed several words about me by way of a Mubahila in his book and requested Allah's wrath and curse for the one who is a liar. He died one year and three months subsequent to this request, which he made in several places throughout his book that he had named Faisalai Qurani or Taqsibe Qadiani, the Quranic verdict and refutation of the Qadiani. Footnote start. This book of his was printed under the auspices of Hakim Janandin at the Islami Steam Press, Lahore. Footnote end. He writes these verses by way of a mubahila on pages 76, 78, and 85. Woe to every sinful liar. Surah Jatia, chapter 45, verse 8 of the Holy Quran. Woe on that day unto those who reject. Surah Tafif, chapter 83, verse 11 of the Holy Quran. The curse of Allah be on those who lie. Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3, verse 62 of the Holy Quran. These are the verses that he has written. Thus, in one verse, the curse of God is invoked upon the one who is the liar and guilty of fabrication. And in the second verse, the curse of God is invoked upon the one who rejects the truthful one. This indeed is what constitutes a mubahila. And in the third verse, the curse of God is invoked in a general sense upon the liar. As I have already written, this man died one year and three months after the publication of his book. Now every wise person can ponder that a mubahila is a method in Islam to obtain a decisive verdict on an issue. Thus when Hakim Hafiz Muhammad Din labeled me an imposter in this book of his and assigned me the appellation, the sinful liar, and then again on page 63 of his book, he wrote the following verse applying it to me. Footnote start, this word of the Quranic verse has been written incorrectly by this man on account of his lack of knowledge of the Holy Quran. Footnote end. Meaning, curse be upon the sinful imposter who hears the verses of God and out of arrogance insists upon denying them as if he heard nothing. Thus, warn him of a painful chastisement. Therefore, by writing these verses, this man named Muhammad Din means to imply that I am the sinful liar, and that in his lifetime I shall indeed be chastised through a painful punishment. On the contrary, Allah the Exalted delivered the verdict on who the sinful liar is through his death. Ninth sign, or 196th sign. On the morning of February 28, 1907, I received the following revelation. A severe earthquake came and it will also rain today. Your arrival is a source of joy. Your arrival is a source of blessing. This prophecy was announced to the community early in the morning. There was no sign of rain at the time the prophecy was announced, and there was not even a trace of clouds in the sky. The sun was shining brightly. No one knew that it would also rain that day, and then after the rain, news had been given of an earthquake. Then after the Zohar prayer, Suddenly clouds appeared and it started to rain. It rained again at night. Then on the night before the morning of March 3, 1907, the earthquake hit, the news of which was widely announced and also reached me. Thus, both elements of the prophecy were fulfilled in the span of three days. 
After writing this, I received two letters by mail on March 5, 1907. One was from Mirza Niaz the chief of Kalanar, which reported the severe shock of an earthquake on the night between March 2nd and March 3rd, 1907, before which there was rain and a hailstorm. The revelation, the heaven has fallen down completely, was entirely fulfilled. The same mail brought another letter. This was a postcard from Mia Nawab Khan, Tehsildar, Gujarat. It reported that on the night between the 2nd and 3rd of March 1907, there was a severe shock of an earthquake at 9.30 in the night, and it was extremely dangerous. The Civil and Military Gazette of Lahore contains the following news about this earthquake in its issue dated March 5, 1907. There was a smart shock of earthquake felt at Srinagar at 9.30 on Saturday night, lasting a few seconds its direction being northeast. In its issue dated March 6, 1907, the Akhbar-e-Am of Lahore reported that a severe shock of earthquake was registered in Srinagar, Kashmir at half past nine on Saturday night and lasted for some seconds. Its direction seemed to be in the northeast. Now, can anyone tell me if it is in the power of any human being to prophesy publicly from himself that today will rain and that the rain would be followed by an earthquake, and you should disclose this news when it is bright and sunny and there is no sign of rain, and then it happens exactly as prophesied? If it is asked what is the evidence for it all, then find reproduced below the list of eyewitnesses to whom this prophecy was conveyed, i.e. on the morning of February 28, 1907, when the sun was shining brightly in the sky and there was absolutely no hint of clouds. List of the witnesses who heard the prophecy of February 28, 1907 about the severe earthquake before its occurrence. 1. Muhammad Sadiq, editor newspaper Badr Qadian. 2. Wife of Muhammad Sadiq. 3. Mother of Khwaja Ali. 4. Muhammad Naseeb Ahmadi, clerk, newspaper Badr. 5. Master Sher Ali. 6. Ghulam Ahmad, clerk, Tashizul Azan. 7. Ghulam Muhammad, teacher, Lower Talimul Islam High School, Qadian. 8. Malvi Muhammad Ahsan Manu, Propria. 9. Ubedullah Bismillah Ahmadi, may Allah have mercy upon him. 10. Muhammad Sarwar, may Allah have mercy upon him. Remark, I heard this prophecy with my own ears. 11. Ghulam Qadir. 12. Qazi Amir Hussain. 13. Ghulam Nabi Manu, Propria. Remark, I have also heard. 14. Mam- Mamun Khan, gymnastics instructor. 15. Hakim Ali from Chakpanyar, currently visiting Qadian. 16. Hafiz Muhammad Ibrahim, Muhajir Qadian. 17. Muhammaduddin Manupapriya, student, MA College, Aligarh, currently visiting Qadian. 18. Respectfully, Fakirullah. Deputy Manager, Magazine. 19. Abdurrahim, Second Clerk, Magazine. 20. Respectfully, Ahmad Ali Lombardan, Resident of Bazid Chak, currently visiting Qadian. 21. Muhammad Uddin. 22. Muhammad Hassan Ahmadi, Clerk. 23. Sayyid Mahdi Hussain Muhajir. Remark I am among the witnesses to this. 24 Abdul Muhi Arab, 
the author of Lughatul Quran, 25. Muhammadji of Abudabad, 26. Sayyid Ghulam Hussain of Kashmir, 27. Sayyid Nasir Shah, Overseer Kashmir, 28. Muhammad Ishaq, 29. Ghulam Muhammad, 30. Dalat Ali, student, 31. Humbly, Qutbuddin Hakim. Remark, without a doubt, on February 28th, I heard Hazur's revelation. A severe earthquake came, and it will also rain today. 32. Muhammad Hussain, scribe, newspaper, Badr. 33. Sheikh Abdurrahim, clerk, Badr. 34. Sayyid Ahmad Noor of Kabul. 35. Sultan Muhammad Afghan, student. 36. Hazrat Noor of Kabul. 37. Abdullah Afghan. 38. Haji Shahabuddin. 39. Fazluddin Hakim. 40. Khalifa Rajabdin of Lahore, Manu Propria. 41. Haji Fazl Hussain of Shah Jahanpur. 42. Sheikh Mahbubu Rahman of Banaras. 43. Lutfur Rahman. 44. Sheikh Ahmad of Mysur. 45. Muhammad Suleiman Mangiri. 46. Abdul Sattar Khan of Kabul Muhajir. 47. Sheikh Muhammad Ismail Sarsawi, teacher. 48. Sayyid Nasir Nawab. 49. Abdul Rauf. 50. Fakhruddin, student of Talimul Islam School. 51. Munshi Karamali, scribe, review of religions. 52. Sayyid Tasawur Hussain Barelvi. 53. Akbar Shah Khan Najib Abadi. 54. Ghulam Hassan Baker at Boarding House. 55. Ghulam Muhammad Afghan Muhajir. 56. Hakim Haji Malvi Nuruddin. Remark. A severe earthquake came and it will also rain today. Your arrival is a source of joy. Your arrival is a source of blessings. I heard. 57. Hakim Muhammad Zaman. Remark. On February 28, 1907, I heard this revelation. An earthquake came. It will also rain today. Your arrival is a source of joy. Your arrival is a source of blessings. 58. Abdurrahim, fourth master. Remark. I heard it, and the same day I wrote in a letter triumphantly. 59. Ghulam Muhammad, student BA, MAO College. Aligarh. 60. Sheikh Ulam Ahmed. 61. Respectfully, Yar Muhammad B.O.L. 62. Barkat Ali Khan. 63. Qudratullah Khan Muhajir. 64. Sheikh Abdulaziz, a new Muslim. 65. Ahmadin Goldsmith. 66. Abdullah, resident of Shupian, Kashmir, currently visiting Qadian. 67. Mahmoud Ahmad. Remark, I heard this revelation on that very day in the morning at 7, and it rained on the same day, and was followed by an earthquake on the third day. 68. Amir Ahmad, son of Marwi Sardar Ali Hakim, resident of Miani. Remark, I heard this prophecy on the morning of February 28, 1907. 69. Muhammad Ashraf, clerk in office of Sadaranjuman. Remark, I heard this prophecy in the morning of February 28, 1907, 70, Sheikh Abdullah Physician Boarding House, 71, 
Malu Yazim Ulav Nabha, 72, Abdul Rafar Khan Avran, resident of Khost, currently visiting Qadian. 73, Abdul Ghani, student. 74, Deen Muhammad, Master Mason. 75, Malu Muhammad Fazal Jangvi Ahmadi. 76, Karim Baksh Lambardal Raipur. 77, Sahib Zada Manzur Muhammad Abludiana. 78, Ulam Hussain, son of Muhammad Yusuf, appeal writer. 79, Abdul Ghani. 80, Faz Ahmed. 81, Muhammad Ismail. 82, Abdul Haq. 83, Abdul Rahman. 84, Fazluddin. 85, Manzur Ali. 86, Mirza Barkat Ali Bar. 87, Master Mason, Abdurrahman. 88, Waliullah Shah. 89, Habibullah Shah. 90, Fakhruddin. 91, Gohardin. 92, Khwaja Abdurrahman. 93, Malik Abdurrahman. 94, Muhammad Yahya. 95, Abdul Sattar. 96, Abdul Aziz. 97, Bashir Ahmed. 98, Abdullah Jat. 99, Abdurrahman of Ludhiana. 100, Muhammad Ismail. 101, Ali Muhammad. 102, Hayat Khan. 103, Ishaq. 104, Deen Muhammad. 105, Ibrahim. 106, Barkatullah. 107, Abdurrahman. 108, Sayyid Altaf Hussain, 109, Abdurrahman Datwi, 110, Mantaz Ali, 111, Abdul Karim, 112, Abdul Jabbar, 113, Ahmadin, 114, Mahmoud, 115, Abdul Haq, 116, Ubaidullah, 117, Abdurrahman, 118, Abdullah, 119, Karim Baksh, cook. 120, Nur Muhammad, servant. 121, Ulam Muhammad, scribe of this book. It should be noted that there is a fine point related to the prophecy, that there will be a terrible earthquake and that it will also rain today, which is that the earthquake emanates from within the earth and the rain descends from the heavens above. Thus, this is a prophecy in which the heavens and the earth are both joined, so that the prophecy may see its fulfillment in both these aspects, for it is beyond human power to make such a prophecy on one's own in which both the heavens and the earth should be brought together. Indeed, such a matter is beyond the capability of a human being, that exactly when the sun is shining brightly and rain has ended, he should prophesy that it will rain today, and then it actually rains. O readers, I have recorded here by way of illustration all those divine signs related to my claim, which I had intended to write down. Footnote start. On March 9, 1907, a telegram was received from London, which was published in the Civil and Military Gazette. The telegram reported that the self-styled prophet Dawi is dead. Dawi, who had claimed to be a prophet in the United States of America, and about whom I had prophesied that God would not spare him in consequence of his false claim, died of paralysis. So Allah be praised for all this. A great sign has appeared. Footnote end. 
God, the Lord of glory, be thanked a thousand times, for he demonstrated these signs in my support solely out of his grace and benevolence. I did not possess the power even to produce a shred of evidence in my support, be it from earth or from heaven, but he who is the Lord of heaven and earth, and the yoke of whose obedience is borne by every particle of this universe, caused a sea of signs to flow in my support. He demonstrated such support for me as I could not even imagine. As for me, I testify that I was not worthy of such honor, yet the God of honor and glory manifested these miracles for my sake, purely and solely out of his limitless mercy. I regret that I was unable to achieve the level of obedience and piety in his path, which was my heart's desire, and I could not serve his faith as much as I would have liked to. I will carry the anguish with me that I could not accomplish all that I should have accomplished. However, the gracious God displayed such wonders of his might in my favor and established my truth in the manner that is exclusively displayed for his chosen ones. I know only too well that I was not worthy of the esteem and honor which my Lord accorded me. When I look at my own weakness, I feel compelled to admit that I feel more an insect than a man and more dead than alive. Nevertheless, glory be to his wondrous power that such a humble and insignificant man as myself was preferred by him. Other preferred people attain eminence by virtue of their deeds, but I was a mere nothing. It is only because of his infinite mercy that he approved of someone like me. I can never thank him enough for this grace. There are thousands in the world who claim to be recipients of divine revelation and converse with him, but the mere claim of divine converse is nothing unless what is thought to be divine converse is accompanied by the supporting action of God, i.e. a miracle. Ever since the universe came into being, the divine world has always been recognized by the supporting action of God. Otherwise, how can one know whether such a word is that of God or of Satan, or perhaps a prompting of one's own self? The word of God and the supporting work of God must proceed together, one with the other. In other words, for the sake of one who is indeed the recipient of the word of God, the work of God also makes its presence felt in his support. That is to say, through his prophecies, wonders of providence are manifested in such abundance as to practically reveal the countenance of God. This is done so as to prove that the revelation he receives is indeed the word of God. Sadly, in this age, many such people are found everywhere who are fond of being called a mulham, recipient of divine revelation, and they readily believe all that emanates from their tongue is the word of God without attempting to assess their own condition or carrying out any self-appraisal. This, despite the established fact that the tongue from which the divine word may issue forth can also be the recipient of the words of Satan. Also, it could very well be the prompting of one's own self. Therefore, any word that issues forth from the tongue is definitely not worthy of being called the word of God until two testimonies certify it to be from Allah.